Good morning, and welcome to Ask the Pro, a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are those of the participating clients and not necessarily those of the management and staff of WLVL. Ask the Pro is an informational-based program designed to advertise the product and or service of the client and to introduce them to the WLVL listening audience. Your questions and comments are welcome throughout the show. Just call 716-433-1433. And good morning. You're listening to Ask the Pro here on WLVL. Today is June 23rd. It's Friday, and I am joined in studio by the one and only Dr. Ken Curbs from Curbs Family Chiropractic and Wellness. He's located at 741 Davison Road here in Lockport. And good morning, Dr. Curbs. Good morning, Eric. How are you today? I am well. It's a it's a good day to have a good day as well. Yes, I'm I didn't know what to do with myself. I arrived here so early today. So. I thought I was late when I saw <laughs> yes, you coming. Usually, in. I'm floating in here at the last possible moment, but we are here ahead of time and nice and relaxed and ready to go. Absolutely. So, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Tell me about your Father's Day. How was how did that Ooh, go? Father's Day. Yeah, that was last weekend. It was awesome. So for people who don't know, I do have five children, um, but they are kind of spread out. Um, all around the country and the world. So, um, a son in Ithaca, New York, a daughter in Bangkok, Thailand, a daughter in Providence, Rhode Island, a daughter in Elmira, New York, and a daughter in Rochester, New York. And so, um, yeah, it was good. I had, I had one of my five children were home for the weekend. So that was, oh, how nice. you know, kind of nice. Um, you know, because again, obviously there are limitations on who could travel and where they could go. And it's a little hard to, Come home for the weekend for from uh, Bangkok or from uh, um, yeah. Rhode Island. So yeah, it sure a little is tough. And my daughter that lives in Elmira was in New York City that weekend, so it was just it was a lot. But anyway, I, that doesn't that's irrelevant. I know I know the relationship I have with my kids, and you know they don't have to be present to uh, you know have an effect. You know to that's let me right. know that everything's good. But but anyway, tonight um, my future son-in-law, who is my daughter in Thailand's fiance, is coming into town. He is back in on this side of the world. Um, he's from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and um, he's home with his family right now. But tonight he's flying into um, actually Hamilton, Ontario. I'm going to pick him up, so he'll be spending four or five days with my wife and I for the while he's home. So I always find it kind of nice though. Even my daughter and him can't travel together right now because they work in different schools and they're on different schedules. So they come right. home separately for the last two years. Um, but he's coming home and the fact that he takes the time to come down and hang out with my wife and I is awesome. So we're looking forward to our time this weekend with him. That is great that he uh, will, will do that. And yeah. you guys are so receptive and opening to absolutely to having him in your home. Love having him. He's, he's been such a part of my family for so long. And I realize, again, people who don't know, they were supposed to be married three and a half years ago. Um, October 3rd of 2020 um, was the scheduled wedding date. So what and, happened, Dr. Um, there was this little <laughs> thing in the world that literally shut it down and prevented not only cancellation of the wedding but prevented me from seeing my daughter and my future son-in-law for over two years um so it was a little bit um absurd and ridiculous and now that all the stuff is coming out we see how much how absurd and how ineffective the whole issues of the lockdowns and all the crazy things that they were doing um you know and I believe, yeah. just side note, I believe it's been confirmed it was a lab leak. Okay, just so you know. Um, you know, anybody who had half a brain knew that right from the very beginning, but the whole denial game was, um, you know, was uh, out there. 
So. What is it we always say? Follow the yeah the money, money. journey. Absolutely, right. I've, said it, money. I've said it a thousand times over the years I've been on here. It's just it's absurd what That's what right. happens and how things uh, take place. Um, but anyway, so. We'll let our listeners you know, draw their own conclusions from the information that they have. And yeah. if they uh, dig dig deep, they'll draw... Yeah, I just say open your eyes. Yeah. You know, uh, look at look at both points of views. And um, please use whatever level of common sense that you have. And when you start seeing what's going on, you know, denial or no denial. I mean, you just, you know, again, the thing is, you know, it... You know, in the communist world, the propaganda was if you keep telling people a lie over and over and over again, eventually they believe it. That's right. It becomes you the know, truth. Right. And it becomes the truth. And I, I think that's exactly what happened right from the very beginning of this entire thing. You know, I stood my ground through the entire process. I was persecuted as a result of that. Um, but I never changed my mind. So I'll stay by it. That's right. Whether you agree or disagree, right. you know, you, you have your principles and you stood by right. them and that yeah. is uh, commendable. Yeah, you don't have to agree with me. There's still a lot of people that do not agree with me in any way and that's fine. You have the right to your particular opinion. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, it's okay. But you're not going to convince me otherwise. Right. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to join our conversation with Dr. Ken Kerbs from Kerbs Chiropractic and Wellness, feel free to give us a call at 433 433- one four three three. That's four three three fourteen thirty three. We would love to have you join the conversations. Tell us what's on your mind. Have any questions, thoughts, concerns? That's what we're here for until eleven o'clock. So we got lots of time, and uh, it's all good, right, Doc? Yeah, and I appreciate. It. And that's that's the whole purpose of being here. You know, is to give people an opportunity to call in. To you know, I don't care what topic it's on. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. You know, let's engage in some conversation. And I know there's, you know, there's a number of people and there's some regular callers and I just always appreciate what they've always come with all kinds of really great information. And, you know, I learn things too. And I hopefully you all learn things as we, as we go along. But, uh, you know, again, I, I sit here with my perspective on my years of life and in this healthcare profession. Um, and I maybe have a different point of view than a lot of people. That's that's true, and it's and it's nice that you're uh, receptive to all points of view. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Now it's it's interesting because um, with my son-in-law or my I say my future son, I've, he to me he's my son-in-law. I just don't even think of him any differently, you know. Um, but we have like varying different points of view from a dietary standpoint, and we've talked about you know diets in the in the past few years on the or in the past few months on this where we've touched base on it. Whereas I am a pretty strict carnivore at this point okay and he is a vegan vegan oh <laughs> so, really so you can't get you can't get much further apart um in our dietary habits and our way we look at that um so it's always an interesting interaction that we have but it's always been cordial good and friendly and all that stuff there's never been any issues um i have a lot of concerns about Long-term, um, long-term, um, veganism, it creates a lot of uh, deficiencies and can create a lot of problems. Um, you know, when somebody, when somebody is eating that type of a diet and has to take all kinds of supplementation because of the lack of certain nutrients, then there should be something right. Your diet should include all the nutrients that you need. You shouldn't have to be heavily supplemented, you know, when you're eating like that. Um, so again, it's a choice, but I, I drop him bits of information periodically. It's got to be interesting dinner time table conversation. Yeah, it, it was very interesting last year when he was here because I literally made him dinner and I made a full vegan meal for him with about five different choices while I sat and ate a pound and a half ribeye steak. 
yummy. Yeah. So it was it was really kind of interesting. It it truly is. Yeah, it's yeah. a and you know if somebody wants to do that, that's you know again, it's their choice. Yeah. It's it's all absolutely. Good. It is it is a choice. It is a choice you make. Mm-hmm. But realize, you know, I mean, I've nutrition's always been a, a focus of mine and a and an interest of mine. So I've gone through a lot of iterations and and I've done a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, I did do the vegan thing once about probably ten years ago, and um, it was the most labor intensive month I ever spent. And I was like, when I do something, I go all in. I do not cheat. I do not alter. I go all in. And um, it was probably one of the most difficult things I ever did just because you just, I mean, it's amazing in a true vegan where they eliminate any kind of animal product whatsoever. Um, it's very difficult to do that. Um, then, you know, I've gone, you know, I've done all kinds of different diet plans. I've been on a ketogenic diet for the last five years prior to going strict carnivore. And carnivore is just a very specialized um, ketogenic diet um, by eliminating all carbohydrates and all plant materials. Um, and by far, it has been the easiest, the most rewarding, and the most beneficial. And the most delicious. And incredibly delicious and incredibly satisfying. And um, yeah, it's, and I'm, I don't feel any need to alter from that. So you eat beef and pork? I don't eat a lot of pork. I mostly eat beef. Okay. Eggs, butter, bacon. And it, so pork, bacon because of the fat content in the bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then salt and water. That's kind of my diet. Okay, so you don't eat any poultry then? Um, I will eat. I will put, sometimes that's my go-to if I go out to eat um, is like chicken wings or something like that. But I don't, you know, I don't eat any celery or carrots or blue cheese or anything like that with it. Um, so I'll do that and I don't, I don't make any big deal out of it. You know, it's like, you know, I just, I'm not a person who wants to go to a restaurant and spend $40 for a 10 ounce, uh, 10 ounce New York strip steak. I just don't want to do that. To me, that's a total waste when I can, you know, go to BJ's or go to Walmart and get, you know, for, for 40 bucks, I can get a lot of meat, right. you know? So, I mean, the other day I just went, you know, I, I just yesterday I bought some and I, I bought enough, enough meat for 11 meals for me. And the total cost of that was one dinner out at a restaurant for my wife and I, you know, right. one evening out. And it was like, wow, there's, you know, and, and again, it's, it's very simple. It's easy, you know, don't have to think about it too much. And as a result of the satisfaction of eating a high fat, high protein diet, there's a lot of satiation. So I don't eat a lot. You know, I eat typically like I, I ate today already. And um, I probably will not eat another meal today. You know? Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And you're and you're satisfied. I'm perfectly fine. Yesterday, I ate one meal. I ate at lunchtime, and that was it. And I and that's I never ate again until this morning. Hmm. So, that's very interesting. And find no desire to eat. You know, not it's right. not like oh my god, I'm starving myself. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. I'm very satiated and satisfied. So hmm. yeah. interesting stuff. I don't I don't know as I could do that. But uh, well. Again, it's Everybody's a choice. Different. It's a choice yep. you make, and and people will say, "I don't know if I could do. It. I couldn't do that. I couldn't give up carbohydrates. I couldn't." It's like, no, you can. It's a choice you make, right? And, and it's and it's a choice that I made. And it, obviously, there is a little bit of an adaptation when you start cutting that out of your life, because we basically, as human beings, are current. Like in current history, um, we are sugar burners. You know, we we literally, you know, the standard American diet is something like sixty percent carbohydrates right now. And so, and very little fat, 
and some protein. So um, it creates quite a deficit in, in people's lives. And just look look at our society. Look at the chronic illness. Look at the obesity. Look at the uncontrollable diabetes and heart disease and so forth. You know, and they'll blame it on saturated fat, which has totally been disproven. Um, and that it's, it's actually sugar. It's sugar and carbohydrates that are creating the heart disease and stuff like that. You know, when somebody sees, when somebody says, well, I have coronary artery disease or, you know, a placking in the coronary arteries and creating a blockage. Okay. So that's where they blame cholesterol for being the problem. You have to realize that cholesterol is the protective mechanism that's trying to protect your blood vessels because what's happening is by a high sugar high carbohydrate diet you're creating such an inflammatory response by having that increased elevated blood sugar levels running through your bloodstream on an ongoing basis you're causing inflammation and injury to the to the inner lining of the blood vessels and the body's response to that is to try and protect those blood vessels so it lays down the natural cholesterol that should be in your body into those areas creating the plaques well if you eliminate the sugar and the inflammatory processes the body doesn't need to lay that cholesterol down so saturated fat is not the issue it's the sugar that's the issue you know and when i say sugar and carbohydrates i mean exactly the same thing because carbohydrates convert to sugar yeah okay so you're you're talking one and the same that's that's really interesting how that it is it, because you have to. We're told. Why again? I, I've said this many times too. As much as I say, follow the money trail. I, the, my other favorite thing is God was no dummy when He created us. Okay, why in the world would our brain and our central nervous system be made up of the vast majority of eighty percent cholesterol? Okay, why would it? Why would it be made up of that? Why would every cell wall in the body be made up of cholesterol? Why would all hormone production? be as a direct result of the fat intake and cholesterol, okay? So one of my people that I've been kind of guiding through this process, and I think I've talked about her before, but a 34-year-old um, woman, very petite, not overweight, not any, in very good physical shape, very active, um, quite the adventurer, um, had not had a menstrual cycle in four years, Uh-oh. okay? Four years. Now, for a 34-year-old woman, first of all, that's very abnormal, and that's not healthy, all right? And so she reached out to me um, and we started talking. I said, look, this is what you need to do. And I kind of coached her through the process. And, you know, she, you know, we, we kept in contact only by texting because she travels around the world. And so, um, you know, she was texting me from Antarctica, from New Zealand and from varying places. So, Neat. yeah, it's kind of a kind of an interesting um, scenario with her. But um, and she went on to a high fat carnivore diet. No fruits or vegetables, no carbohydrates, no nothing. And I said, just stick with it. And she got a little frustrated in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she questioned some things. And she had some blood work came back that looked didn't look great. But then it was redone and it was fine. It was a pure mistake. And um, I said, just keep it up. Well, about three, three weeks ago, she talks to me and she says, you'll never guess. My period started again. Five months. And it took five months. Okay. But she had had two cycles, two months in a row cycles. Okay. So you know it's because again, that fat and that cholesterol is the precursor to the formation of the majority of hormones within our body. And we need to have, it's necessary to have this. Why do you think we're having such issues with infertility, with, uh, um, you know, erectile dysfunction, you know, all these, um, issues going on why you know why are we having all these issues with mental illness and and uh, dementias and alzheimer's and stuff because for the last 50 years they've been telling you do not eat fat 
Okay, whatever you do, don't eat fat. Whatever you do, keep your cholesterol as low as you possibly can. So we put them on these statin drugs, you know, to lower the, to lower this cholesterol to the lowest possible level. And as a result of that, we've seen this dramatic increase in the dementias and Alzheimer's and uh, many other uh, neurodegenerative diseases as a result of not having enough fat, you know, within the system. And so much of this stuff could be turned around. You know, there's been all kinds of evidence of dramatic changes in autoimmune diseases, you know, as a result of – because in an autoimmune disease, it's when the body starts attacking itself. Well, something's creating that problem, okay? Well, when you eliminate the – when you eliminate the source, the problem goes away. You know, so a lot of these health problems that are people having are more toxicity problems rather than diseases. Okay. It's not like an acute disease. It's a, it's a, a prolonged toxicity, you know, as a result of mostly eating plants for long periods of time. But we've been literally, again, the propaganda is, you know, when you're told a lie long enough, you believe it, you know, and that's what's happened. And it's unfortunate. Very um, interesting. And things need to, things need to shift, you know, as far as how we approach, uh, dietary, um, needs. And necessities, and you know, you look at the process. If if you just did nothing more, whether it doesn't matter whether you eat fruits or vegetables or eat meat or whatever. Okay, if you just eliminated all processed foods in your diet, first of all, you'd take out probably eighty percent of any grocery store. Okay, at least. All right, you eliminate all processed food, and you eliminate all seed oils meaning any kind of vegetable oil, canola oil, any of that garbage, and stick to just animal fats for cooking, like butter, ghee, um, lard, tallow, um, those type of things, and eliminate all vegetable-based oils, which are highly processed and uh, and degrade very easily, um, you would have a tremendous difference in your health just doing that. Mm-hmm. Keep eating your fruits and vegetables. Keep eating your your meat. And increase your increase your protein and fat. That's for sure. Keep eating your fruits and vegetables, but only if you stick to just eating single ingredient foods. I Meaning, if you have to read a label, you shouldn't be eating it. Okay. <laughs> or if you can't pronounce what's in it. Yeah. If you've got if you've got all kinds of preservatives and coloring and you know you shouldn't be eating it because you're you're literally poisoning yourself. You know you're poisoning yourself. You know, and I, I look at this and people say, well, you know. You're crazy. Well, it's like, okay, I'm crazy. Let's see how things play out. I'll put, I'll put my, you know, at my age, I'll put my blood work up against anybody my age or right. many people a lot younger than me, you know, and I'll, I'll put that out on the line, you know, especially for the way that I've been eating because most people would say, oh my God, you're going to kill yourself. You're going to have a heart attack. You know, you're going to do whatever you're going to do because you're eating so unhealthy. And that's just the farthest thing from the truth. Huh. It's funny. I have a friend of mine that's allergic to yellow dye number five, which is what's in Cheetos. <laughs> And he's, he's older than I am, but you give him a handful of Cheetos and watch him go. It bounces off the wall, and it's the dye that's in the and Cheetos. Again, why would you keep doing that? Okay? Mm-hmm. You take a lot of these autoimmune diseases. You take people off of all plants, and you see these immune, you know, we're talking about, you know, Crohn's disease and irritable bowel syndrome, and, and uh, you know, even they've even had incredible results with multiple sclerosis and, um, you know, a number of different significant diseases by taking them off all the plant matter that things change and increasing the fat, you know, increase the fat. That's the key. <laughs> you know, this is what we, we've been brainwashed for 50 years. Don't eat fat. It's like the biggest mistake they ever did. They've just screwed up our entire healthcare system so poorly. You know, diabetes is one of the one of the is going to break this healthcare system. Yes, because so many people are type two diabetics. You know, 
and and it's just it's crazy. You know, di- type two diabetes used to always be called adult onset diabetes. Okay, because nobody got it until they were older because of the abuse of eating carbohydrates their whole lives. Now we're seeing five year old kids as type twos, not type one diabetics, which is an autoimmune situation, but a type two diabetic at five and six years old. That's insane. You know, that's absolutely insane. What are they eating? That's exactly how much of it. It is exactly what they're eating. You know, so unbelievable. So, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who may just be joining us. We are in studio with our very own Dr. Ken Kerbs from Kerbs Chiropractic and Wellness. He's located at 741 Davison Road right here in Lockport. And if you would like to have a consultation with him, you can call his office at 434-0671. That's 434-0671. And he would be more than happy to uh, do a consultation and figure out what's going on with you and just talk to you to see if... His services are right for your needs. Mm-hmm. What people don't realize a lot of times in chiropractic is the chiropractic chiropractor teaches or, or treats the patient, not necessarily the disease. Okay, so a person that has a particular situation, um, you know, it's interesting. I just, I just, uh, a friend of mine sent me a, a little quote. You know, and I, I just going to read it. You just, I didn't even realize I was going to do this, but I thought, oh, this is really appropriate for now. It says, why am I a doctor of chiropractic? It says, because I honor the inborn potential of everyone to be truly healthy. Because I desire to help the newborn, the aged, and those without hope. Because I choose to care for the patient with the disease, not the disease. Because I wish to assist rather than intrude, to free rather than control. Because I seek to correct the cause, not its effect. Because I know doctors do not heal, only the body can heal itself. Because I have been called to serve others, because I want to make a difference, because every day I get to witness miracles, because I know it's right. You know, and I've lived by that for 40 years now, you know, and, and people can judge all they want to judge about what I do or how I go about doing things, but that is the purpose of why I do what I do, you know, and you can't tell me that it doesn't work. When I get a patient, I have one right now that literally he was a lost cause. I mean, he is, he, he was referred to me by a large, you know, orthopedic group um, to go to the chiropractor. When I got him, I'm going like, are you kidding me? You waited 20 years too long to refer him in here. I mean, he was a hot mess. Really sad, sad situation to see. And, you know, I've been treating him now for about three or four weeks. And this man, he goes, you know, he goes, you're the only one that's made any difference for me. The only thing. You know, he can't wait to get to the office. He's still a mess, but he's better. You know, how far are we going to go? I don't know that. You know, because, again, I'm not treating his laundry list of health problems. But what I'm treating is a human being and removing interference from his nervous system and allowing him to better take care of himself and to better heal himself, both physically and mentally. You know, that's right. I, I, I firmly believe that health is directly related to physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. Without a doubt. All four of those are the combination Without of, a doubt. of your health. Because if you're not in a good place in your head or your heart, right. you're not going to be in a good place in your body. Right. And when we look at nervous system function, we're always looking at the, at the three major stresses in a, in a human body. And that is the physical stress on the body, the chemical stresses on the body, and the emotional stresses on the body. And when you see that, and, and, and most people can handle a lot of those things up to a certain point, but we all have our breaking point. And that's what happens is that when we have the breaking point, 
is that when symptomatology shows up, well, my job is to determine where is it coming from. Is it coming from a physical cause, meaning I fell, I hurt myself, I got in a car accident, I lifted something heavy? Is it coming from chemical causes, like what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, what I'm putting in my mouth, you know, as far as medications and all this stuff? Or is it emotional? Did I have some type of emotional trauma in my life, you know, that, that led to this whole situation? So if we have a call, let's go ahead and we get do. to that. We do. Good morning, caller. You are on the air with Dr. Ken Curves. What is your uh, comment or question, please? Hey, Ken. So I just got my blood work done Monday, okay, for my physical. Yep. And I got a call from my doctor saying I had some issues. You know, because I can see all my blood work. They send it to you now on your phone. Right. So I'm looking at it right now. So my cholesterol is 220. Yep. And my L. LDL cholesterol is 155, mm-hmm. and they're both red, like it's not good. And my doctor right. called me, and she said, look, your cholesterol is too high. You got to stop eating red meat yeah. more fish. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So first of all, let me, before you go any further, what was your triglycerides? 69. Okay. So your your triglycerides are just a tad bit up, but they if they're below fifty, they're great. But so you're you're in a decent range. The, the triglycerides well, were in the here. It says here in the chart I had to be below one fifty. Yeah, for the triglycerides. Yeah. Yeah, and it's right. fifty nine, so I'm way so, below. So right. So first of all, you've got to realize this that this is where this stuff has been debunked years ago, and these doctors are still like not waking up. You know, cholesterol, LDL cholesterol is not the underlying cause of the problem. If your triglycerides are in a normal range or low range, you're, that's the more precursor to say, talking about things like heart disease and so forth. Okay. You realize that when statin drugs 40 plus years ago, when they first came out, the, the normal cholesterol level was 300. And if you, if you went above 300, they put you on statins. If you were below it, you're fine. Well, it, again, follow the money trail. It wasn't very profitable. And as a result of that, what they did was they just went and fudged the numbers. They just moved it down to 200. Right. You know, and so all of a sudden Lipitor became the number one selling drug of all time because of that. Because now all of a sudden, you know, you got to realize these doctors are sent out this information. So, okay, now this is the gold standard. Now this is what you have to do. Now, do they supply the doctors with all the research necessary to make that decision? Absolutely not. You got the, uh, you know, the hot, sexy, uh, uh, drug rep coming in and, uh, bringing lunch and telling you here, doc, you know, this is what you need to do. Right. And that's, right. The, that's the way that whole system works. And I mean, believe you know, people want to deny that, but that's the way, believe me, I, I practiced in professional park for 20 years and I saw it every single day, you know. So my three, so my three bad things on my book, the pro 220, that was red. The LDL cholesterol was 155, and my non-HDL cholesterol was 171. Okay. And it said it should be below 130. So these three things are why she said cut out the red meat completely. Well, a lot more. I don't need that much red meat anyway. And she said eat more fish. Well, and how... How ridiculous that is. Cut out the red meat and eat more fish. That's going to solve your entire cholesterol problem. That's the, yeah. they, don't, they don't know what they're, what they're, what they're talking about, you know. <laughs> but again, yeah. you have to make some decisions for yourself. I'm not going to tell you do or don't do, but it's like, no, I hear you. 
you know, I mean, that, that's the thing is like this, this person I was talking about earlier with her, um, with her hormone issues and, and the re, re, um, surgence of her, her menstrual cycle, you know, her cholesterol, her LDL cholesterol went up. Absolutely. Because she's eating a high fat, you know, carnivorous, high protein, I mean, high fat, moderate protein, you know, diet and, and was able to reestablish that. So the thing is, you got to look at how are you feeling? How are you functioning? They literally base an entire person's health care profile on one number. And you know what? You can take your cholesterol next week and it can be different. And the next week different, you know, because those vary. And they use these parameters. You know, they have their ranges based on like, like the top thousand people in the area. This is what they fall in. So that's what you need to fall in. And if you don't, you're too high. But for me, you know, I think, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I says that for me, if I had a, a 220 LDL cholesterol, for me personally, I would never advise this to anybody because you have to take your own doctor's advice and then, and then you make your own decisions. But, uh, but a 220, I wouldn't even bat an eye at it. What I think is interesting is that when I go to the doctor for a physical, the, I'm almost 60 in a couple of months. The first thing they want to know is my list of medications. I'm like, I don't take any medication. Yeah. She goes, you don't take anything. You don't take a stat. They would say stat, no statin. Yep. I said, I take mag. I said, I take magnesium, five hundred milligrams magnesium every day. That's it. You know, and that, and for and for a sixty year old man, that's ex- an exception to the rule. I'm the same way. I don't take medication. Probably in the last forty years, I've taken ibuprofen a couple times, and I was really in rough shape yeah. when that when that happened. And that's yeah. it. Well, well I got to tell you, Ken, you seem you seem very very healthy to me, and I and I and I appreciate your expertise. The most dangerous thing I've ever seen you do is double dip a chip. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, for those of you who are incredibly germophobic out there, yes, I'm sure the pandemic was a rough time for you. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> I've never done it again. Okay, I've never done it again. You, you, you shamed thank me you. so you. severely. Yes, shamed me. Yes, you'll never let me. You'll never let me live that down. You take care, Tony. I will not. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, great stuff. Oh my God. You think, you think I was, would have broken the biggest law in the world and I never even thought about it. It's like, oh. I didn't hear, I couldn't understand what he said. He said I double dipped a chip. You did not. Yes. About 15 years ago. Yes, I did. Yeah. Boy, you like living on the edge. I do. I do. You see, for, for us Dorito lovers. Yeah. We dip the chip and then we have to go back into the chip dip again with the same chip to get all of the cheesy stuff that fell off and landed into the chip that's caused that's called double dipping that's against the law you know that i know i'd like to live on the edge that's against the law um so so for tony for for my good friend tony who literally lives in a bubble you know but um you know the germ the germ theory i don't believe in the germ theory so that's okay well i think kids need to go out and play in the dirt and get dirty and get their immune system you know if you if you can't double dip please don't ever kiss your wife or your children or anything else like that because you know that's could could kill you. So. <laughs> that would be bad. Four three three one four three three. You are invited. Yes, you sitting in that chair right there. You are invited you to know, join our conversation here with Doctor Ken Kerbs. I really wish. Oh, there we go. We the got accurate information will get out there about cholesterol because again, people are being lied to. Two calls at the same time. Let's wow. start this one. Good morning, caller. You are on with Doctor Ken Kerbs. Yes, good morning. Good morning. I was wondering what you think of Eliquis. What could I take in place oh, of Eliquis? God. <laughs> See or, now, now first of all, first of all, you are you are outside of my scope of practice. Okay, so as a chiropractor, I don't recommend Eliquis is a blood thinner. It's a very common yeah. drug used for uh, people with AFib. Um, you know, but, and would I would ask 
aspirin, a big, a big aspirin be just as good? Well, again, you, so what's interesting is again, and I'm not giving any kind of advice here because this is, you know, this is something that you discuss with your doctor. But I had a patient of mine who had a similar situation and what was interesting was when she told me, because they wanted her on Eloquist. Now, she was 93 years old, okay? And they were going to put her on Eloquist. At 93, they're going to put her on Eloquist because of AFib. Um, and she's, the doctor told her, which she confided in me, she goes, you just need to take like, take, like four baby aspirin. <laughs> you know, that's what he told her. And have the same effect. Again, it's a blood thinner, okay? But again, it's a very high-priced blood thinner. Um, and so, but the thing is, again, I do not give any kind of advice on that. You need to discuss that with your doctor and see if, are there other, uh, solutions. So first of all, let me ask you a couple questions. How old are you? 85. 85. And, and what was the reason you were put on the eloquence? Uh, AFib. AFib. I mean, it's the, it's the, uh, what I call the, I mean, AFib is, right, right. It's, it's, it's a, becoming the new the new craze you know like we we go through these issues but everybody has afib now you know and um and again like my father had afib um when he my my dad just passed away in in uh, february in at 94 and um but in december he was diagnosed with afib and so they wanted him all, all stuff but literally by within five days he was out of afib and he never had another issue with again but they wanted him to stay on on the blood thinners forever it's like, first of all, why are you putting an, at that time a 93-year-old on a blood thinner? What do you think you're going to prevent at that point in one's life? He's already almost 20 years past an average life expectancy. Okay, why would you put a person at risk for that type of a thing? I don't know. It's a choice you have to make, you know. But that's something that you have to discuss with your with your primary doctor. I did, but they won't listen they to don't. you. No. They don't listen to you. So that, you know, that's why. If I couldn't just take a large or large aspirin or some three baby aspirins or something like that. Well, aspirin. So this is what happens so many times. You know, I have patients come in many times, especially older people, and their skin is so bruised and their their skin is real frail and it tears and all stuff. And I go, are you any blood thinners? It's like. No. I go, do you take aspirin? Oh, yes, I take baby aspirin every day. It's like, well, that's a blood thinner, you know? And so you're having that. So what happens is sometimes they put people on the baby aspirin, plus they put them on, you know, it used to be Coumadin was a big one, but Coumadin, they had to do regular blood work to check your levels. Eloquist, I don't believe they do have to do oh, the follow-up they, blood work. Well, they said they should do every six months or yeah. six weeks, but they don't. They don't. No, absolutely not. You know, I know with, with Coumadin, I mean, they should, they're supposed to do it every, you know, it's like four, six weeks. They're supposed to do blood work. They never do. You know, they don't do anything until a crisis occurs. You know, I had a neighbor who was on that and ended up having a hip replacement surgery and he died because he bled to death because he, he had so much Coumadin in the system that, you know, it, they couldn't stop the bleeding. You know, it's like, come on, you know, let's, let's use some common sense. But again, those are the tools that they have to work with. You know, those are the things, but you know, you have to make the decisions as far as. But is it, are you really that much more in danger of having a stroke or a heart attack? Well, you know what? That's the that's the stats. I do not know. They will say that. Okay, that is what they say. You have an increased chance. Of, they you have an increased chance of a stroke. Okay. Well, if you don't take it, or if you do take it, I don't know. My dad had it. He you know, and he took it for a little bit, and he didn't take it. My dad didn't die from a stroke. He didn't die. He, he died of a 
of an infection that went to his heart and destroyed the mitral valve in his heart, you know, and that is what what the, was was his eventual demise, you know, as far as putting him down. But um, you know, there's no guarantee that you are around. It's just like you know, with this whole cholesterol thing, you know, I mean, they they scare people into thinking if you don't do this, you are going to die. Like it's a guaranteed. I know sometimes, you know, I, I'd like to know what the stats are. You know, what are the what is the percentages of people who have AFib and do not and just go about their lives? You know, um, you know, what are the chances of them having a stroke? Is it because people who have stroke sometimes have AFib? I'm sure it is. But is that, you know, what is it? You know, AFib is an, ir- an irregular heartbeat. It's atrial fibrillation. Okay. So at where, where does that create a stroke? A stroke is a blockage of a blood vessel. Okay. So where does the irregular heartbeat cause the blockage? All right. So does now the other thing I'd like to know the stats of people who are on things like Eliquis and all the blood fitters that have strokes. All right. So let's, let's, let's do a little survey on everybody that has a stroke. Were they on blood thinners of some sort prior to the stroke? And let's see what those stats are. I don't know that, but I'd like to see those kind of stats first, you know, before I would decide to do that or not do that. You know, it's tough when you get into your age group because, you know, you, you, you have to make the decisions of how am I going to choose to live my life, whatever time I have left. You know, am I going to load myself up with drugs with the hope that it's going to make me better when in fact sometimes they have a lot of significant side effects? Or do I say, you know what, I, I'm just going to play my cards the way I'm going to play my cards and and make that decision, you know. Again, you can have regrets either way, you know, because yeah. they'll always say, well, if you would have taken the Eloquist, you wouldn't have had the stroke. It's like, well, no, you don't know that, okay. If you took the Eloquist, you still could have had the stroke because I'm sure people who are on uh, blood thinning medication still have strokes. It happens because there's more, there's more factors that come into play than just thinner blood. Okay, there's a lot more factors that come into play. It's not just thin blood, you know, that creates that. So those are the kind of questions that you should be asking and, and researching before you make the decision. So the thing is, your doctor is there for recommendations based on their knowledge of what they're going to do. You know, I am not one who would recommend to take or not to take or to get off or whatever. You know, even when I have a person that like, when you see they have made significant improvement, you know, I'm... I'm working with someone now who we've gotten him off of all of his blood sugar medication, all of his blood pressure medication, you know, acid reflux medication. All those things are – the statin drugs are all gone. But he did it through his doctor. But he had the proof to show it. I mean his blood sugar levels were dropping so dramatically low. You know, his blood pressure was dropping way too low on the medication that they they would – it would have been criminal if they didn't take him off of that stuff because there was no need for it. And as a result of taking him off of it, he hasn't gone back to having dangerous levels of those things. He's he's in a much better place. What did he do? Change his diet? Drastically changed his diet. Drastically. At this point, it at seven months has lost 80 pounds, you know, has – um lost 12 inches in his waist has just just literally changing their lives just changing their lives as a result of that do you know does this eloquist affect 
affect your liver and your well that's you know what any drug is going to affect your liver don't i don't know how but I, I, you know as far as how badly it will or won't that's why they do that's why with the blood thinners they do liver function tests okay because they're checking to see if it's doing any liver damage because the liver is is one of the purifying organs within your body it's what processes all that stuff you know so what, that that's why with blood work what will show your liver well they're going to they're going to be looking at specific liver there's a, a number of different liver functions tests that when they're if they're testing your blood because you're on a blood thinner whether it be eloquist coumadin or whatever that's what they're looking at is how is it affecting the liver okay and then and then that's going to be their determining factor on where they go with it the thing is isn't it, it, it to me it's just crazy we're literally giving them a drug that we know will cause liver function a liver dysfunction so we're going to just monitor them until the liver starts failing and then we'll alter it from there now, see, to me, that just doesn't make sense. But again, I have a different mindset when it comes to healthcare. You know, it's tough. You know, you're at 85. You know, you're you're in a different situation. You know, you've had 85 years of history on this body of yours. You know, that you've been, however you've treated it, however you've taken care of it over the years. You know, sometimes you don't have a choice as far as you know a medication that may be life saving as a far as far as or changing quality of life because there are there are drugs that are definitely life saving and then there are drugs that are very questionable as far as they go. But again, realize this: in the healthcare profession, you know, profits are won by medications sold. So you know, you always I always question anything: is it really necessary? Is it not? But you have to inform yourself based on what your primary care doctor recommends. And then, you know, do a little research on yourself and then you decide because nobody can make you or, or, you know, force you to take it or not take it. You know, it's still, it still is a choice, at least at this point in our society. (laughs) There were certain things over the last year, three years that we were forced to do. Okay. But we still have a choice, you know, as far as treatment goes. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, caller. That was wonderful. Good conversation. We had another caller on hold. You can call back now. You were very patient and, uh, I don't know if they they hung up on us or we still got five more minutes left. So we do. So call back. We invite you to call back for sure. No question about that. Four three three one four three three to talk to Doctor Ken Curbs from Curbs Chiropractic and Wellness. Wellness being in the name of your business. Well, you know, it's about looking at a person from a whole perspective. You know, again, another. Again, I don't, sometimes people think I'm hypercritical of the, of our healthcare system. I am a bit critical of it because we're looking at the wrong things. We've become so super specialized, you know, in healthcare that, you know, we have doctors that only look at one body part, you know, and they don't look at how that, their, what they're doing to treat that body part affects the entire system. You know, sometimes you have to step back and look at the whole thing and say, okay, what else is going on within this situation? Is it just because they have an elevated cholesterol? Well, let's look at their diet. You want to know something? Eliminate the carbohydrates, eliminate the processed foods, eliminate the the, uh, seed oils and stuff like that in their diet. You're going to have a dramatic change in that person's health. Dramatic. Is it going to happen overnight? It depends on their age. It depends on their overall condition. But yeah, you can see dramatic changes occur very, very quickly. You know, I know that when I first made the shift going to a ketogenic diet and going to, which is just a low carb diet, I was under 20 grams of carbs a day. You know, in, in four months, I dropped 59 pounds. Okay. 59 pounds. Wowzers. Okay. I could hardly believe it myself. And, and there was no stress involved with it. Okay. 
it was incredibly um, satisfying. I've taken that again as I've read more and researched more. I've taken it to a different level now with now eliminating all the plant toxins. You know, people, when I say plant toxins, people think, oh, it's because of the pesticides they spray in the plants. No, it's the naturally occurring toxins within the plant. You know, because again, realize this, the way animals defend themselves is by either running or fighting. The way plants defend themselves because they are rooted in the ground and can't run away is by producing toxins so that they're not eaten. All right. So you have things like oxalates, spinach, very high in oxalates. Okay. You have lectins, you know, beans and so forth that have lectins in them. These are all toxic to the body. Brussels sprouts. You know, there are 136 known carcinogens in Brussels sprouts. These are not things that are sprayed onto them. These are naturally right. occurring within the cruciferous vegetables. And yet, for years, they've been telling you, oh, cruciferous vegetables are the most healthiest thing you could eat. Eat lots of greens, eat lots of, you know, whatever, lots of vegetables. You know, and yet, they don't tell you about all the other things that are wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, fiber is not digestible. The reason people have to eat more fiber in their diet is because 50 years ago, they told you don't eat fat. Fat is what allows our digestive tracts to move through, to have normal bowel movements, regular bowel movements. Well, when they took all the fat out of everything, people were getting horribly constipated. It was creating all kinds of problems. So the way they solved the problem is, oh, let's just put some sawdust in this or, you know, non-digestible plant cellulose, you know, and that will force your gut to move. And then, and then what happens? We have this incredible increase of diverticulitis, diverticulosis, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, and all these things because these people's digestive systems and, 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 um, intestinal tracts are so incredibly irritated by the plant toxins and the fiber that's ripping them apart as they, as it goes through their bodies. You take a person like that and just get them off all plants, put them on a high fat, uh, protein carnivore diet, those problems clear up. Not overnight. There's healing process that has to occur, but those problems really resolve incredibly. Interesting. So I just had a text from a listener. Um, He says, I live on the edge. I always double dip. (laughs) He also says, good show. This fine doctor, you should have him on more often. So we're like, well, twice a month is uh, my schedule now. So yes. Yes. Um, But yeah, so the thing is, that's, that's the whole thing. So again, when you, it, with the double dipping thing, if you literally live in that kind of environment that people are, are going to get that hung up on it, Mm -hmm. then you shouldn't be touching any surface. You shouldn't be, like I said, kiss your wife or your children. You know, you shouldn't be doing any of that because, you're spreading those germs, and that's we, why do we have an immune system? You know, right. why do we have these things? You know, so we have a we have about a minute left. Ooh. Good morning, caller. You have about a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, well, thank you for not playing that uh, the crazy piano uh, music yesterday. You know, for a hundred years ago. Okay. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I, 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 you can understand what he's talking about, Alex. Right. In the morning, you know what happened a hundred years ago. Yes. Well, that's nice that uh, the piano's not not uh, played anymore. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Thank Very good, sir. Thank you for the All call. Right. We Have do appreciate day. you. I think he's referring to Century Flashback, where there's a ragtime piano in the, oh, in the okay. background. Okay. Of the yeah, because I says I don't know if we play piano music while we're on here. So okay. No, just a okay. different uh, part. Yeah. Of- Morning yeah. program. Yep. Okay, Doc. You got final thoughts uh, wow. as we start to wrap things up here. Well, I think two weeks from today is what? No, no. It's 
it's on the sixth or the fourteenth. I think we have a radio show on the fourteenth. Um, but um, anyway, that is the beginning of the Lockport Garden Tour. So um, anybody uh, interested in gardening, um, come on out to my house and uh, check it out. So yeah, two weeks from today is the seventh. The seventh. Okay, then it's the week after that. Right. It's the week after that. So um, yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much, Dr. Kurtz. We always uh, appreciate you showing up here. And again, ladies and gentlemen, you can call Dr. Kurtz for a consultation at 434-0671. That's 434-0671, located at 741 Davidson Road, right here in our Lockport, New York. Great. You all have a great day now. Thank you so much.